friends. Welcome to Lug Life Podcast. My name is Adam. Um, hi, we, <laughs> we've missed you. If you follow us along over on YouTube, you know exactly where we've been. So it's been over two months since we've uploaded a podcast. I think March 11th was the last one we uploaded. Um, been dealing with a bunch of family emergency health stuff. Um, we shared this journey over on YouTube. My mom was diagnosed with cancer. And over the last couple months, we just needed to lay some things down in order to have space to deal with the things that just uh, that are just really important right now. And unfortunately, the podcast is one of those things that got laid down. However, uh, trying to get back into it now, and I'm, you guys, I'm so excited about this kind of comeback episode. So I just got back from spending Mother's Day with my mother in Colorado. It was uh, it was an amazing trip. Really, really great. But one of the things I wanted to do while I was down there was just kind of have a conversation with her and hit record. And the conversation that I wanted to have, and gosh, we had so many of them that could be podcasts, but the one that I recorded was, this is kind of my mom's life message. If you asked me and said, Adam, tell us one thing that would really encapsulate who your mom is. What we talk about in this podcast is it. So this podcast episode is very different. Um, This is just me and my mom sitting on her bed, my cell phone between us, and I hit record. Um, It's a little bit quiet at times. The audio is not the best, but here's what what I tell you. I am going to re-listen to this message dozens and dozens of times over, uh, over my life. I am so thankful that I have this conversation, these words um, from my mom recorded. If for if nobody else <laughs> listens to this podcast, this one's for me. And I'm so thankful because what you guys are about to hear, this is what my life has been. Um, this conversation, these messages, these illustrations, these stories, largely this is one of the most... Um, this is one of the things that has shaped me the most in my entire life. And so this episode is all about um, the fence, uh, vibrating high, the law of attraction, all sorts of those good things. My mom's going to explain it all to us. So I hope you guys are ready because here is episode number 85 with my mom. All right. So here I am in Pueblo, Colorado with my mom on Mother's Day. And one of the things that I wanted to do while I was down here on this trip was just kind of sit down and have a conversation with you and just talk about, um, I don't know, all of the kind of the core lessons that I feel like have been a part of my upbringing uh, for my life as long as I can remember, the sort of the things that you've told me growing up, um, and sort of pass that stuff on to our listeners. So, Mom, I want to start with... Um, the one that to me has been the most impactful. It's the one that Sherry and I have implemented in our marriage. It's one we've talked about in videos. Um, And that's the love side and fear side of the fence. And to me, that's one of the most important ones Mm -hmm. because I firmly believe that everything... Well, first of all, let's describe what's on the love side and the fear side of the fence. Yeah, It's um, the love side of the fence is high vibrational stuff. The the um, gratitude, the joy, the excitement, uh-huh. the um, compassion, the fear side of the fence is the low vibrational shame, blame, greed, guilt, yeah. 
all the things you could think of that would go on the fierce side of the fence. And if you can picture that fence, know that absolutely everything that everyone thinks or says or does every instant mm -hmm. is motivated by one side of that fence or the other. Mm -hmm. You're either looking for what's right or what's wrong. And whatever you're looking for, you're probably going to find. Mm -hmm. And um, and it's, it's just so important to... As a matter of fact, I remember once, I can't even remember what we were talking about, but you were already an, an adult and we were discussing something and you looked at me and said, so what side of the fence did that come from, Mom? <laughs> and, um, and it's true that our motivation comes from one side of that fence or the other. Mm -hmm. And if you're living on the love side of the fence, life is really easy. Mm. There is no complications. There's no, um, there there are no problems. It's love, joy, excitement, enthusiasm. If you're, if you're looking to hop over the fence to the fear side of the fence, don't be looking for any answers there because you don't want the answers that are on the fear side of the yeah, fence. Yeah, that's good. And it's. Um, it's really hard sometimes, especially if you're in a tiff with someone and going back and forth. Um, don't play the game. Hmm. Don't join them on the fierce side of the fence. Because like I said, you won't want the answers that you're going to find there. And that's one of the... I've actually learned so, so many things that I've learned about this love side, fear side of the fence that are different. Because when I was a kid, I just... We joke about that. Like, I, I just remember growing up being like, oh, the fence, you know, and just like thinking like this is, it's ridiculous. Um, and then you start to get older and it's like, oh, maybe she's not so ridiculous. And then it's like now where it's, I start to see it, but it's different than what I expected. And one of the, one of the ways it's different, at least it's been helpful to me, is that I think I viewed love side of the fence, fear side of the fence, almost as reactionary. So it's like, when something happens to me, how do I respond? And in a lot of ways, that's true. But I've also learned the benefit of being proactive in that. And so before, like when you open your eyes, before you start your day, before, before things have happened that would want to push me to the fear side of the fence, making sure that I'm starting my day on the love side of the fence, that I'm sort of starting with optimism and starting with, with hope and things. And so it's not just how I react to things that happen to me. It's also my perspective as I go into each day. Right. And that's really, that's, that's been helpful to me to think of it both as reactive and proactive. And it's our, our choice um, yeah. every instant. Yeah. And, and not only that, but the law of attraction says that mm. um, what you... You will attract, um, if, you're, if you're living on the love side of the fence, if you're constantly in the state of, of gratitude, um, it attracts more reason to be grateful. Yeah. Same thing on the fear side of the fence, that if you're constantly have something to complain about, you're always going to have more and more and more to complain about. So 
and and we all get frustrated. Of course. And but I know that I don't want to spend much time in on that vibrational level mm-hmm. because I don't want to attract more reason to be frustrated. Mm-hmm. And um and you know, once you and and a lot of it I guess is reactionary. Mm-hmm. But at the same time it can just be your the way you live, it's it can just be your life choice, and and the love side of the fence can be your reaction to whatever, and um, yeah, the the reactionary doesn't have to always come from the fear side of the fence. It's um, you live where you want to live, yeah. and the choice is yours and. Life on the love side of the fence is pretty fabulous, and life on the fear side of the fence is a pretty hard life to live. Mm -hmm. And and since the choice is ours, and since our motivation is, since we're motivated by one side of the fence or the other, every instant of our life, why not choose what's going to make us happy, Mm. joyful, um, excited, it's just a very easy, simple, simple way to live. It's um, Mom, how, it makes it so uncomplicated. How does it? Um, because I remember one of my thoughts early on with this was that sounds great when things are good, but how practical is it when things get hard? And so, I'm thinking about how. Um, it's easy for me, even, you know, having this message in my life for basically my whole life, it's still easy for me on a good day, an easy day, um, to live on the love side of the fence. But then life gets hard and maybe whether it's out of fear, whether it's out of like whatever it is, I just bounce to that other side. That's where I go right to the law of attraction. Hmm. I know that the longer I stay in that frustrated vibration the more reason I'm going to have to be frustrated. Yeah. And I don't want to attract that. So knowing that, it's really easy to move. And and it makes it, it's not practical to, to think that you can go from rage to joy. Sure, of course. But you can move from rage to anger mm-hmm. to maybe understanding. Yeah. And just move up that vibrational scale. And, mm-hmm. um, and as you do that, You'll feel the difference. Um, And the thing is, you can feel the difference all the time. You're either feeling good or you're not feeling good. If you're feeling good, you're probably on the love side of the fence. If you're not feeling good, chances of being on the love side of the fence are pretty slim. And one of the things I've noticed is that, and I've seen this in my own life, I've also seen it in the lives of other people, um... And I think this speaks back to the law of attraction that the longer you spend on the fear side of the fence, the easier it is to almost feel like you get your tires stuck in mud and you just get stuck there. Whereas, so to me, it's easy to just get so stuck to feel like I can never get out of that side of the fence. But I think that that's because what that tells me when I get in those spaces is I've been spending too much time there. That and don't expect yourself to to go from rage to joy, you know, just move up that vibrational scale mm. a step at a time. 
and you'll feel the difference. You know, understanding feels a whole lot better than frustration That's true. or anger. Um, and, and you just vibrationally feel the difference hmm. as you move up the vibrational scale. And I say up the scale, that's moving on the love side of the fence. Uh-huh. You know, it's... Um, yep. um, yeah, it's... When you really grasp the concept, again, it just seems so easy. Hmm. It's, uh, again, I have frustration in my life, um, disappointment, um, but I, I can go right to gratitude. I can go right to count my blessings and, and I've lost this in my life, but look what I've gained over here. Yeah. You know, it's, um, that, I think that that is, that to me is crucial because this approach, this love side offense, fear side offense, it's not blind to the losses and hardships and pains of life not at it's all. not just like putting on rose-colored glasses and ignoring the hard stuff no head in the sand anything involved but there i no. thought it was that i really thought that it's like in order to live this way you have to like ignore the real realities of the brokenness of the world that's not true no not at all yeah that's interesting um because you know we all have reason to be grateful totally um no matter just if we live in this country, we have reason to be grateful. Mm-hmm. And um, most of us who live in this country are better off than 90% of the people on the planet. Yep. Um, or, or most of the people on the planet. Yeah, sure. And just that all by itself, that's the fact that we wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's reason we reason to be grateful. I think sometimes we overlook those gratitude things. Um, but there have been days where like I've I've almost had to go to like that high of a level of gratitude because it feels like there's nothing to be grateful for, right? You're just so on the fear side of the fence that it's you just you forget all of the things and you almost have to go to that thirty thousand foot. It's like, you know what, I woke up today. Right? Like I woke up today, I would just like looking for those things. And the other thing I like about that is I think that there is something in this whole practice for me that's been helpful about intentionally looking for things to be grateful for. Because what I have found is that life and this world we live in is so hard that it's easy for it's easy for the hardness of life to black out all of the things you have to be grateful for. And so sometimes you just have to be intentional about looking, right? And even like I have a note in my, or I like a notes thing in my phone of just like things that I'm grateful for that I can go to at any point in time and remind myself that it's like, look at all these things. I don't remember what book I read it in, but I remember an assignment I had that I was working in an office at the time and the assignment was to find, on your way to work, to find 25 things that are beautiful and to write them down, you know, the one, two, three, four, so that you've got the five, block of five, lines and block of five lines so 25 lines that you carried on your hand all day long in ink so you'd mark them you take a pen and you'd mark them on your hand on your hand and not only were you looking for 25 but i'd get close to work and i'd see a flower garden well there's more than 25 flowers there do i count all 25 (laughs) so you're when you're consciously looking you find it yep 
And same thing with, you know, with what's wrong. If you're constantly looking, you're going to find it. No matter how fabulous of a person you're, you're trying to put down, mm-hmm. you'll find something wrong. Do you ever have days, and I, I wonder this about you, because I've, I have, I've, Mom, I've known you most of my life. Um, and I, I don't think I've ever met in my entire life a person who is more positive, optimistic, encouraging, hopeful than you. I just, I can't think of a person. Um, and I, I always have this wonder. I'm like, do you ever get in the moments where it's like, just let me wallow for a little? Because I get there and I'm just like, just let me stay in my crap. Um, again, I'm such a believer in the law of attraction that I don't want to wallow for very long. Yeah. Because I... But a few minutes, maybe? A few minutes is yes. fine. Okay. Yes. But, but after that, I'm... Um, yeah, you don't want to get stuck there. I don't want to get stuck there. And yeah. I don't want to attract more reason to yeah. be angry or, or whatever vibrational level I find myself in. Mm-hmm. And I have... Um, as a matter of fact, when I quit work, it was... Um, my, my whole body pretty much just about shut down. And to me, it was an awesome lesson because I always had figured that stress was optional, that, that I, you know, stress just wasn't part of my life. Right. Well, I was in a situation where stress was part of my life. And, um, and I would sit on the back porch ready to go to work, headed out to my car, and thinking to myself, oh, God, I don't want to go. Hmm. And always I did. But one day my body just said, okay, you don't have to. Yeah, I remember that. And um, and that was probably the longest time I ever spent in that kind of space. But the very same day... I walked away from all of the the stress, the doctor's appointments, the, I canceled everything. My body started healing mm-hmm. the very same day. And um, it was, that's all it took, it's a matter of walking away from it. Mm-hmm. And consciously, and, um, and changing my whole vibrational level. Because when you tell a story, when something's wrong, especially physically in your body, and you keep telling that story over and over yeah. to, the, to the receptionist, to the nurse, to the doctor, I mean, you're constantly telling the same story over and over. You know, after a while, you, your body starts to believe it. Yeah. And um, I just quit telling my body that story. Hmm. And it went away. Yeah. And, um, and I think, I don't know, my experience is most things will and, or things that are supposed to will. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. And I don't think all things are supposed to. I think we're put in certain situations for certain reasons. Mm -hmm. But even, but even with that, like you and I were talking a little bit about this, I think either earlier today or last night. Even in those situations that are hard, like what you're going through now, there are still things to look at and be grateful for. Oh, absolutely. Right? And so it's like just because the situation is hard, just because even on the surface, it seems like 
a really bad thing, that doesn't mean that good is absence and absent in the presence of that. Oh, um, boy, I met some nurses in the hospital that, that there's, there's a couple of them I won't forget for a very long time. Yeah. That were just so awesome, so caring, so over above the top, you know, yep. that um, I'm going to remember for a very long time. Um, I don't know how it is exactly they affected my life other than the care that I got or how I might have affected their life. Um, But I know we did, each other. And... um, But here's here's what's so crazy, Mom, even hearing you say that, is that is so... I mean, that is such a perfect example of what we're talking about because... Most people in the world would look at what you're going through as almost exclusively negative. And it is a hard thing. But what you just said was when you look at it, what you're seeing are the good things, the people, the nurses, the... There were some amazing ones. There there were some amazing ones. And to be able to look at something as hard as this and still say... I'm going to choose to approach this from the love side of the fence mm-hmm. is pretty unbelievable. Um, well, what choices do I have? Well, no, I, <laughs> I, I, agree, I agree with you. Um, yeah. What's the opposite? the alternative? Yeah. The fear side of the fence. And yeah. I choose not to do that. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, and I could, and I could be sad and, and just say, okay, that's enough. I, um, mm-hmm. Because, again, I have absolutely zero fear of dying. Yeah. I don't want to live, um, I, I don't want to put myself or my friends or my family through suffering and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But, um, but I'm not there, and, and, and I can't imagine even getting there without having, without having reached some sort of oh I don't know um some sort of not just some sort of but lots of lots of people lots of situations lots of circumstances lots of that are just adding to my memory book you know that are um still part of my story Mm mm-hmm it's my story's not over yet. Yeah. And um that's one of the things we talked about this last night. Um a friend of mine actually reminded me of this and it's been really helpful for me um that in this season where it can be so easy to focus on what you're losing or what's being taken away from you. Don't allow that to cloud out the fact that there are still gifts that you can give and still gifts that you can be given. Like don't stop looking for in, in some ways, it's like, don't jump to the fear side of the fence in a season that feels like this does. It's like, remember, there's still positives. And you, like, you through this whole thing have kept pointing that out. Um, and I just think that that, I think that shows that this, and I've known this my whole life, that this isn't just like a mantra that you say. This really is the way you've lived your life. Um, and I, I don't know that it's ever been more evident than in this season just because it's in the hardest times when I think what is really true about a person comes out 
And it's like, oh, no, even in the face of this, like, you're still, <laughs> like, like, you're still on the left side of the fence. Well, it's, still, especially in a time like this, yeah. why would I go, why would I jump to the fear side of the fence? That's yeah. not where I want an answer from. Yeah, totally. That's you a good know? point. So that's, um, yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's the wrong direction to go in. And yeah. You had talked a little bit about like vibrating high. Um, that's another term that growing up, gosh, I. Okay. So my heart stopped when I was 21 years old. Yep. It was a severe allergic reaction Mm -hmm. that just shut my whole body down. It was anaphylactic shock, Mm -hmm. um, which turned, I mean, it, it seemed like a traumatic experience at the time, but it turned out to be such a life blessing. Mm -hmm. I watched the whole medical process. I watched the, I watched them electric shock me. It didn't work. I went with one of the doctors to the waiting room when he needed to tell my friend she needed to contact family. I felt I could calm her in doing that. She barely knew me. We were just very new friends. She didn't know my family at all. Hmm. Um, They said um, a shot of adrenaline started my heart. I kind of feel like I chose. Yep. But my, my memories, my experience, my what I took away from that experience was that this flesh and bones is animated by an energy, a spirit. Mm-hmm. It's This flesh and bones isn't just walking around by itself. It's animated by this spirit that is so not dependent upon this flesh and bones. Mm-hmm. And um, I just freely watched the... And, and not even watched. I felt like I could calm the doctors and nurses and the oh no, we're losing her. Yeah. I felt a complete connection to everything. Since then, I've read all sorts of near-death experiences of accounts that other people have written. And a, a huge difference seemed to be, everyone seems to be talking about going to the light. Right. To me... It wasn't a going to, it was a, and, and to say I was the light or I was part of the light implies a separation that there was no separation. There was, um, it was energy. Mm-hmm. It was vibrational. That's what energy does. All of this around us is energy. What energy does is vibrate the Um, heavy things are low vibrational. Mm -hmm. The high things are high vibrational. I think God is available to all of us all the time. He's just vibrating up there and waiting for us to come join him. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a... You described it one time to me, and I always remember this because I think it described it really well. You were trying to describe the whole going to the light, connecting to the light, kind of how to word that. And what you said was you felt a... Like, it wasn't, it was like an interconnection to everything. Absolutely and so, and, everything. and so it was like, it wasn't that you were going to something different or becoming something different. It was that you were connected to everything through this energy that you were feeling, right? Absolutely everything. Yeah, I remember you just, that's mm-hmm. always stood out to me. And I think that this ties to the love side of the fence because the reality is, is that you're not vibrating low on the love side of the fence. And... Everything you can think of that's body related, everything you could think of to put on the fear side of the fence is body related. 
and has nothing to do with that energy, mm. that spirit that's animating this. Yeah. So, so if you can walk down the street and look at a passerby and not see this physical skin and bones, but really see that spirit that's animating that and see that it's not young or old, male or female, black or white, any of that separation that we put on to, mm-hmm. to people. Um, there's a connectedness mm. that um, we don't see otherwise, that we um, don't even know about otherwise. And um, we're, we're all more connected than we really know. Well, it's interesting, though, because what we see tends to be what we used to divide ourselves by. And it still is. Right? Yeah, it still is. It's, mm-hmm. it's the economic, it's the political, it's the social, it's the racial, it's the gender, it's the, right? It's like all of these right. things that are used as division, mm-hmm. yet with those things removed away, what you're kind of saying is that what's left is this... Connectedness. This connectedness that is unifying where this, this physical representation, what we see, is where division comes from. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So how does, um, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of kind of all of these other, my gosh, all of the other messages um, kind of growing up to me are all very, given that you the same word, but they're all very connected. Like they all sort of work together because they all really are about, I mean, it goes back to the fence. And that's why I, that's why Sherry and I want to get the fence tattoo is that it feels to me like that symbol sums up for the most part, everything you've tried to teach me and my brother and friends and other people, um, it's like whether it's vibrating high, whether it's the law of attraction, whether it is, it all comes back to the fence. It's because everything everyone thinks or says or does mm. is motivated yeah. by one side or the other. And we get to choose every instant. Yeah. And it's, um, that's really exciting. Practically, what is a, if this is like a new concept to somebody... And they're wanting to pay attention to this. Because I'm like a, in, in some ways my mind goes to like, okay, cool concept. What the hell does that look like practically in my life? Like how would somebody get started on this? If somebody came to you and they're like, you know what? I realize that I probably live most of my life on the fear side of the fence. I don't want that to be true about me. Like how do you start? Like what are some things that people can do to just kind of, try maybe just begin by writing down what what's on the fear side of the fence what's on the love side of the fence it's a good idea so you can recognize you know if frustration is a a constant in your life that you know well that's i mean it seems obvious but that's on the fear side of the fence and um and and actually something like frustration doesn't really take that much to um to move up to understanding mm-hmm. and and from there just go to the love side of the fence and hmm. yeah yeah that's good I like that and I think even I think there's even something in the acknowledgement that oh maybe I am on the fear side of the fence right like just the honesty of that of saying like you know what I really get frustrated easily I really get discouraged easily. I go to rage quickly. I like take an honest look in the mirror. I think that we all have to do that. 
Um, and I think for me, like I've had to look in the mirror and kind of say, okay, these are the things that I see that would be fear side of the fence things. And then when I recognize those things happening to just kind of acknowledge that and then try to move to their side. Like, I think that, I think part of it is that we don't like looking at the things that are not, that may be ugly in us or the things that we don't like to see or admit that are true. And who likes to look in the mirror and admit that it's like, oh, I'm, you know what? Maybe I, maybe I attract so much drama because I spend a lot of time on the wrong side of the fence or. But don't we all want to be the best person we can be? Yes, absolutely. And, um, and if we notice something in ourselves that we're, we're constantly frustrated over whatever. Yeah. Then, um, to look at that and, and, and to look at how easily it would be to take that one or two steps Mm. up to understanding because you can understand, like we were talking today, um, about some, some personal stuff about, um, well, understand where she's coming Mm -hmm. from. Right. Um, (laughs) and, and that's a whole lot easier to live with than frustration and disappointment. And, um, yeah, so. Well, and, and that, that story is a good example, but because I feel like sometimes you can hear the love side of the fence and it can feel like, well, then. I just have to ignore maybe wrongs that are done to me or I have to like just be nice to people who are like toxic or abusive or I have to. But the reality is, and this is another, this is one of the lessons that I've learned through this, is that sometimes it is actually in the removing of toxic people or toxic relationships or toxic situations that is the most loving uh, to yourself. Right. Like sometimes it's, like, it can be like, well, if I'm just going to be on the love side of the fence, that means that I, you know, can't remove somebody from my life or put up a healthy boundary. That's not true. Because not true love all. of yourself is an important thing. Yeah. And we forget and that. Yes, we do. We forget that. And um, that's a very important thing. And um, I read something on Pinterest once that life is like an elevator. Sometimes you've got to stop and let people on. Sometimes you've got to stop and let people off. Mm-hmm. And, um, Hmm. and that's for our own mental health, our own well-being, our own vibrational, um, well-being. It's, um, I'm not a drama person. I, I just can't live my life with drama. I don't want to live my life with drama. Mm -hmm. And there are people, um, who used to be in my life that were very drama filled. Yep. And um, I have so much love in my life and so, so much love coming from so many directions that why would I, why would I, um, I don't know, ease some of that out to make room for drama? It makes no sense to me. It doesn't fit with my life. It doesn't, it doesn't fit with love for myself. Um, and that's not selfish in any way. It's, um, it's self care. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. I think that there's, I think that sometimes it can feel 
selfish because we live in a world that says that any if you do anything good for yourself, oh, that's selfish, right? Think others, others first, like, you know, um, to almost to the detriment of ourselves sometimes. And so that's one of the lessons I've learned when it comes to the fence is that sometimes the best way for me to stay on the love side of the fence is to remove people that draw me to the other side and to, <laughs> in some ways, use that fence as a boundary, Right. You know what yes. I mean? It's like, a great boundary. The fence is a boundary that if if you're the kind of person that draws me to the other side of the fence, maybe it's time for that person to get off the elevator. Right. Right? Like maybe it's time to be done. Yeah. Any other thoughts, Mom, on the love or fear side of the fence? Gosh, not that I can think of, Adam. This was, I got to say, so what you guys just heard over the last, oh, 30 minutes, I'd say, um, this was my upbringing. Like I, I feel like... When I was a bonehead kid, a bonehead adolescent, a bonehead adult, um, this was, I feel like the fence was the illustration that you always, and here's what I love, is that you never used the fence as like a weapon or you never like shamed me or made me feel guilty or bad. I always felt like it was an invitation to something that was more. You know what I mean? Like you were inviting me to something that was more true than what I was experiencing or doing rather than beating me with a fence post. You know what I mean? Like I never felt beat by it. And I think that's one of the reasons that now as an adult, it just is such a part of our life because I've seen for my entire life, I've seen the difference that this seemingly very, very simple illustration makes. Um, that when I am involved in conversations that are toxic or negative or uh, anything that is drawing me to the love side of the fence, nope, stop that. Or to the fear side of the fence, nope, stop that, get back over. Well, we've seen, we all know other people who are um, energy, they suck energy out of you. Yep. You know, they... Um, yep. And that's where we need those boundaries. Yeah. That's where... Um, that's important for the self-love to come in there. That's important for um, that fence to be there. Yes. And to stay on the love side of the fence. Because, boy, people will entice you over there. They'll, um, yep, they'll, they'll entice you over there. But it's your choice whether you go or not. Mm-hmm. Um, wrong choice if you choose to go, I think. But, um Sometimes those lessons may be important to learn. Um, hopefully it only takes once to learn. I know. It, but uh, yeah, I think, I think once you really grasp the concept of living your life in gratitude and compassion and I, I mean, just such joy and love and gratitude is, is such a such a warm-hearted way to live mm-hmm. you know it's just um and it's such a wonderful way to treat other people yeah yeah isn't that how we would all want to be treated anyway yes and i feel like i feel like this is one of those things that is helpful in some ways to like just try it like if this isn't something you've done try it for 30 days you know what i mean like start with a month and see and here's what i've noticed is that it might not change all of the hard situations that I'm going through. Life may be no easier 30 days from now 
if you do this. However, your perspective on life and the way you're looking at things with the way you're looking at those hard things will be different. And that's the biggest benefit that it's given me is that, is that it's changed my perspective even in the middle of really hard things. And that is, it, it's, just a, it's just a better way to live. Yes, although I would venture to say it would be hard not to change your life in 30 days. Oh, sure. It would be hard to, it would hard to stay on the same level in 30 days if you're really consciously living mm-hmm. on the love side of the fence. Mm-hmm. Because I would venture to say after 30 days, you're not going to want to hop over the fence. Yeah, you're not going to want to go back. No. Yeah, no, no you're, you're, yeah, you're not going to want to go back. I agree. So, all right, Mom. Well, thanks for sharing with more people the lessons that you've shared with me my whole life. This was, this was fun. This was one of those things that I really wanted to do while I was down here with you was just... Uh, I, I, it's funny cause I feel like I've heard the fence story enough for five lifetimes, but, <laughs> but now I have it to listen to it for five more. So right. I love you. Yeah. Thanks for sharing with us. I love you too, sweetheart. <laughs>